The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello. Welcome to Laughter Permitted. We're so glad you're here. I'm Julie Foudy alongside Lynn Zowie. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Jules. Hey, Jules. How was the College Cup? Florida State, BYU, went mm. down to the wire, and then some? Yeah, penalty kicks. How about that? So BYU had never been to a College Cup before, meaning the Final Four for women's soccer, mm-hmm. ever, which is amazing because they'd come close so many times. Florida State has been to about everyone. And I actually thought BYU might pull it off in the end, mm. but they lost four to three on penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't love penalty <laughs> kicks. I don't love them. There's no way to decide a national title, in my opinion. Or like a world title cup. Right. It's brutal. That's a tough way to lose. Mm-hmm. Well, it is fitting you're coming off calling a national championship game because we spoke with someone who knows a thing or two about winning a national title at the collegiate level. Oh, yes, she does. Our guest is South Carolina basketball coach Don Staley, who won a national championship with the Gamecocks in 2017. Dawn is a proud native of North Philly, get it straight, North Philly, who played collegially at the University of Virginia. She played professionally in the ABL and WNBA. She won three Olympic gold medals as a player and most recently led the USA women's basketball team to gold at the Tokyo Olympics this past summer as their head coach. Oh, And let's not forget, she is also a member of the Naismith Hall of Fame. Dawn began coaching college hoops in 2000 at Temple, while actually she was still playing professionally in the WNBA, which is amazing in itself, and then took over the helm at South Carolina in 2008. She recently signed a contract with South Carolina worth, drumroll please, Lynn, $22.4 million over the next seven years. Oh, you better believe we talk about that and her intention behind the deal. Oh, we talk about a whole lot more as well. So fun to catch up with Coach Staley. So get comfortable listening. It's Dawn Staley. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And Honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women's sports. And get this, 
along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling all right, get comfortable, listening. It's laughter permitted. What up, sister? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, coach. How goes it? Goes well. Goes well. Looking good. Looking good in your green machine hat. (laughs) Good win last night. You guys are rolling. You're crushing it. It it looks good on paper. It didn't look good (laughs) up close. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. This team is good, though. (laughs) This team is real good. Um, first thing we always do on the podcast, Don, is we set the scene. So what you doing? Where are you? How you doing? All those fun things. All right. Well, I'm, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. It's about, mm, it's getting up to 70 degrees in on the last day of November. Yeah. So the sun Another is shining. Cool. We, we're good. We're good. You know, got a good team. Got a good, we got a good staff. I did my saliva test this morning. What, what, what? <laughs> Life is good. good. A new contract. Oh, slow clap for the new contract, by the way. Sister, come on. Yeah. Can we, before we start anywhere, start there. Oh my goodness. The, the, the contract. I mean, the, the contract is cool, though, for real, though. I, I'm going to be honest with you, too. I I really enjoyed the, the fight. Yeah. Like, mm. The fight. The fight is what kept yeah. me going. Once it's done, I'm just like, yeah, what are we supposed to do now? Like, <laughs> let's find something else to fight about. <laughs> There's always something else to fight about, by the way. You're going to be fine there. <laughs> but no, it, it's super cool. Like, did I want it for me? Not, not really. Like I, I didn't really. I mean, I made a lot of money before the contract. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I save, so, mm-hmm. you know. But the contract was more about um, what really got the, the, the burning desire for me to go after it was being at the NCAA tournament in San Antonio, yeah. And you know, seeing what happened there and me, like I, I spoke out during that time, and I'm just like. I'm speaking out on a national scale and and if I look back to where I consider home now in South Carolina, we're 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 not there yet. We're not we're not we're in the same boat as what's happening in San Antonio. But it 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 I'm not saying the same boat. The same boat as far as gender equity. Referring to the weight room situation, the differences yes. in tournaments, all the inequities. Yes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in those terms, and I, I just feel like when I just look through everything that we've been able to accomplish here in South Carolina, I thought the conversation should, should go and gear towards gender equity and what that, and what that looked like on our campus. And, mm-hmm. and obviously you, you negotiate for a while and, and I, I think it's really hard for people to see a non-revenue producing sport um, in this predicament. Mm-hmm. Uh, when basically, if you look at everybody's non-revenue producing besides really here, I think football. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, why should be there be such a, um, a, a big pay difference? Especially when we've been, you know, pretty, pretty successful. And I, again, I, I need to preface things. I need to preface this by saying it, it wasn't for me and it really wasn't about the money. The money is the thing that, that moves people and it, yeah. it, it brings to light, you know, yeah. what should have been happening before you even have to bring the conversation up. So yeah. the money's the, the common denominator in it all because it, it talks, it walks, yeah. it, you know, it shatters glass. Yeah. Um, and, and even though it's not for you, it's so brave because there are a lot of people who would have just thought, I, I, I don't need to risk this. I'm good. As you said, like I'm making enough money. I've saved enough money, but it's the precedent. And you're thinking about the next generation and the next program and the next sport that is a woman's sport that faces such inequities. And that's the thing that I love because there's a lot of people who wouldn't have taken that step and said, Hey, I'm going to come back to my own home and fix this. So, and that's it. I mean, you, I mean, I, I did risk, I, it was yeah. a risk yeah. and, and, and said, yeah, no, thanks. Right. But you're sometimes you gotta be able- Staley. They're never going to say that. Don effing Staley. No, no, they may, they could have. <laughs> um, and you know, it wasn't a, one-time conversation so you got to it it was it was months it was months it happened wow. over months and and i honestly i i told sue this i told sue bird this um because she she texted me you know after it was announced and she just said congratulations and i had to tell her to tell megan during that process i watch um LFG, yeah, their yeah. docu, you know, their documentary yeah, on yeah. CNN. I sat yeah. down, I watched, and I was like, "Damn!" Like, I mean, this is the exact same thing that that I'm going through, and it mm-hmm. it helped me push through. It helped me to just yeah. say no. Like, I was offered, I was offered um, more money. I wasn't, I wasn't offered like what I wanted. It was under what I wanted, and it was significant. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like watching that. I'm just like, no, um, LFG. <laughs> L- let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's continue. And yeah. and you know, is is that fight all over the world? You yeah. know, all over the world. So, um, and I hope that is a as a ray of hope for other other women to just continue to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, risk it. I mean, yeah. there's a 
risk to it. They, you know, it could have, it could have got really ugly, and it didn't. Though, I mean, it was yeah, negotiating, yeah. and you you have to be able to stand your ground and and yeah, and, and bravo and be for you for doing that. Bravo to you. That is is incredible. It it actually reminded me of one of my favorite stories of you when uh, we were when we sat down with you years ago uh, for a feature. You were telling that story, and I've heard you tell it before, of you know playing on the courts in North Philadelphia uh, on on the blacktop, and it's what Twenty Fifth and Diamond on the corner of Twenty Fifth and Diamond, and the boys not letting you in, so you brought your own damn ball. <laughs> tell that story. I was like, maybe this is where it all started on Twenty Fifth and Diamond. I mean, it it you know. <laughs> I think your foundation, like my foundation, I'm from I'm from North Philly, like that's my foundation. Um, I, I grew up in a household uh, being the youngest of five. So everything was super competitive. Every, you know, you have to persevere, you have to be resilient, you have to, you have to be smart. And, um, you know, one of the smartest things that I ever did was take my own ball to the court. <laughs> Because, you know, some people will, they, they'll just go to the court and just say, I'm sure there's going to be basketballs there. But there was just one time nobody brought their ball but me. And you're playing with guys. Yeah, I certainly wasn't going to let them use my ball while I sat on the side. So I just used it as a ploy to get on the floor and it, to yeah. get on the court. And it didn't matter after that first game. If I won, I, if I lost, I'm going to treat it just like everybody else. But for that initial moment, I'm going to be on the court with my ball as part of the 10 that's out here. And it's, it's that resiliency that, that you know, that the standard, like that was my standard. I, I was principled in that. And, and obviously life experiences will take you through hmm. you having to, you know, challenge yourself to stay, stay principled. Yeah. And, and this was one of those instances. Mm, so good. Have ball. I'm going to play. You want, <laughs> you want to play? You can take me and the ball with you. Right. You, you've been coaching for over two decades now, Dawn, which is amazing. And I bow to you because just coaching seems so hard to me. Uh, and it, it really does feel more like a calling than anything else. I never got that call. I never had that <laughs> calling. What drew you to it? Um, I, I, I never wanted to be a coach like ever, like I always mm. shied away from it. And the first opportunity that I got to coach, um, I turned it down like several times, like at Temple, I was like, no, like <laughs> I'm like 29 years old. I still got a lot left in the tank to play professional basketball. No, why would I want to stop my <laughs> life to do that? Um, and then you know, I met with the AD, he's deceased now, but he just, you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see it in myself. Hmm. And he basically said, I challenge you to turn our program around. Ooh. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I never really looked at it that way. Like, and then I'm drawn to it. I was, I was, Smart I man. was, I was, I was done after that. I was just like, whoa, let me, let me see what's, you know, what this coaching thing is all about. Hmm. And and it was by far the best decision that I've ever could have made. Not not I mean obviously you get what you win, 
you know, but we, I, I won in that I've met so many great people, like my mm. former players, my current players, mm -hmm. you know, my former players are like my, my best friends now. So mm. it's, it, it creates, it opens up so much, so much more than the, the excellent Owen and the wins and losses mm. that you, you know, I was, I was under, I was unafraid of the basketball part. Really, I was unafraid of that. Right, it was me being responsible for, for, yeah. for people that's almost my age. That frightened me. Yeah, and that's um, the hard part of it all, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's, the that's X's and O's. It's like everyone can get that. The, right. the bit you're talking about, the fact that you're still friends with all of these players, mm -hmm. says so much to me. Right there, I'm like, ah, that's such a great mm -hmm. sign because that's hard as well. You're walking that fine line of balance of pushing and nurturing and all of it yeah and you're not really thinking about that part of it like like the friendships that are developed the the relationships that are developed through 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 coaching and and player relations you're, that that does not come in i'm telling you that does not come in the coming into decision making process and it should because it would it would get more of us in the sport yeah. doing it if we thought about that because that's who we're that's who we are. We're nurturers. We're lovers. We're, you know, we, you know, that side of us that want to be happy, that want to see other people happy is the very thing that, you know, doesn't allow someone to make a decision based on that. Because we're equipped with all the other stuff. Like, again, you can learn, you can really learn how to coach basketball. You can learn. You just like YouTube, you got, yeah. you got clinics, you got, you can't learn how to relate to people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, because if you are learning how to relate to people um, as a coach, uh, you you're 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 gonna you're gonna not be able to connect with somebody because somebody's gonna feel that. You know, they're gonna feel it and be like, "Oh, you're you're phony. I can't go there." <laughs> right. you, you, it could be the best player, you know, with the most talent, and they if they don't feel you, yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not so going to make, yeah, you're not, you're not going to get the best out of them. And when you make people feel good, seriously, they make you feel better. They, mm -hmm. they treat you better. Like I, I make our players feel good. Mm -hmm. And in turn, yeah. they, you know, they, they treat me better. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your purpose as a coach? What are you setting out to do with your players? Yeah, my, my, my purpose is, um, for, I, I want to coach pros. Like I want to coach people who want to be pros. I'm I, I'm the best resource when it comes to that. If you just want to come and basketball is a hobby and you just want to get through, I'm probably not that person for you. I'm not that coach for you. Um, you you have to have a burning desire to want to be a pro, because that is how I was brought up in the sport, and that we didn't even we didn't even have the um, the carrot dangled in front of us to be pros. Yeah, there, there was, was no, no WNBA. WNBA. It was nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I wanted to be the best. I thought I had a shot at going to the NBA. I mean, that is that was my <laughs> carrot. So I I want every player that I that I get the fortunate um, opportunity to to work with is I want to meet them where they are, just where they are. Well, however it is, well, whatever it is, however they are, and then I want to take them where they want to go. And that's through 
communication. That's through tough love. That's through a lot of more communication because you got to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to make them a part of the process. Because if they're not a part of the process, um, it's just you telling them what to do. And one day they could just say, no, I don't want to do that. Just mm -hmm. because you said it. But when you make them say, I want to do this, it's a lot easier. And you, 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 you hold their hands till they get to that point. And then mm -hmm. the rest is on them and how, how much quicker they want to get to that point or not. So, I mean, I, I treat them as people first. Um, I always write down what they want to accomplish mm. during the recruiting process. Oh, during the it, recruiting process, even. Yes. Oh, yes. Not even, yes. they're not even there yet. No, no, no. Once they get here, you, I mean, there's a reason why they're coming. Right. Okay. And there's a reason why you stay because there's the transfer portal and that is here are your reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you want to graduate, you want to be a pro, you want to go overseas to play, you want you want to start a business. These are all the reasons why you came here. And sometimes it gets cloudy when they have a bad day, like or a bad week or a bad mm -hmm. month. They reconsider where they are and think that somewhere else is better. But no, I mean your goal's still the same. Mm -hmm. Your goals well, are still the same, and the reason why you came here is because of your goals and how you felt those things are still the same you know mm -hmm. you're just you're just going through a bad a bad time and that happens and that happens in in college it happens in life and you can't always just jump ship work mm -hmm. it out and we, we let's work it out and if we get to a point where you still feeling the way you're feeling then i'm all for it. go ahead and leave because because your happiness isn't here mm-hmm but we're going to work through the problem first. Mm -hmm. What have you noticed in terms of, the, and I'm, I'm saying this because I have a 14-year-old who's already at, as a freshman in high school stressing about the college process. I mean, it is stressful for kids. And as I said, you've been in it for over two decades. What have you noticed about the difference in recruiting kids? And maybe the better question is the difference in parents, right? Yeah, what they're like. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. I... I recruit the player, the, the recruits, the prospects, and the parents the same way. There's mm -hmm. not a difference. There's not a, there really isn't a whole lot of difference in that. You got to communicate with them. You got to involve them in the process. You have to make them feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this together. What not have you noticed, though, about the kids? Have they changed in those 20 years? Yeah, they, yes. What's, I mean, what's different about it's different, the player? Like, like I'll give you a, I'll give you a, just a, a story. 2019, we had the number one recruiting class, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and they were just about their business. They weren't partiers. They weren't, you know, they were shoppers. They shop. They do all of that. Two years later, 2021, we got the number one recruiting class. They're here now and on campus, and I honestly. I, I, they don't, they had, they don't reach out to me like, like their first two months here on campus heard nothing, <laughs> like nothing. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because they're social. They mm -hmm. know every, they know everybody on campus. Like mm -hmm. they, they, they're not, they weren't homesick. They weren't, 
they were like social. They're they're social butterflies now. And and because of that, um, I, I don't think they take their their craft as serious as the 2019 class. And maybe because they're the 2019 class is really good and 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 they don't see themselves breaking into that mm. as, as readily. Um so they're they're more concerned with all the external stuff rather than the basketball. So we gotta we gotta flip it. We gotta flip it. We gotta we gotta give them that space to to enjoy the external stuff. And then we, you know, as they're more comfortable, we gotta get yeah. them more comfortable with why they came. Mm. Cause they socially wasn't part of their their decision. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> It was, it hey, was, yo, we didn't come for the yeah. parties. We got some yes. games. Let's go. <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you this. It doesn't like it. We don't stop recruiting the parents. Like I include, like we have monthly, we have monthly Zoom calls with the parents. Wow. Checking in. Hey, this is what's wow, happening. Oh my, that's so smart. Interesting. So, yeah. yes, that's, so smart. that's my job. My job is to keep good the parents one. at a good place where the lines of communication, um, they're always open to them. Like they can always, they can always call me, text me, whatever. Um, if I have an issue with their daughter, I'm calling, mm -hmm. I'm calling. Like they're a part of every situation their, their daughters are in. They feel mm -hmm. better. They feel, they feel more secure about that. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it's, it's that Smart. relationship. That's incredible to hear your process. Uh, and I'm going to take us back to a really good year, 2017, <laughs> where you achieved your personal dream of winning a national championship. It didn't happen as a player at Virginia. It happened as a coach at South Carolina. You recently did something really special with the net from that game where you shared a piece of it with black coaches across the country. Can you tell the story behind that and why yeah. you did it? I, I can. Um, Carolyn Peck, back in like 2015, when we were, South Carolina was on the brink of, of, of getting close to just national prominence. Um, and she saw it and felt it. And she was just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what one of my, one of my coaches and mentors did for me um, before we won a national championship. And that was um, they gave her, Carolyn Peck a piece of their national championship net. And they just said, return it when you get yours. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she said the same thing to me. Like she, she felt like we were, we were close and that sometimes, uh, something tangible to feel and to look at along your journey goes mm -hmm. a long way. I kept it in my wallet. So everywhere I went. Every time I had to get money out, a credit card out, <laughs> Pickaboo, it was right there. Visual cue. Yes, and it it just it it, it makes you exhale the same and put things in perspective. You know, you you know, you may have experienced some downfalls, some losses, um, some transfers, what what have you. Stay the course. It was just a steady reminder mm. of staying the course. And then it took me a long time. Cause I, I taught when I, re, when I gave her 
her a piece of the net back. I said, you're going to have to help me find that next coach that I need to give my piece of the net to. And she was like, okay, well, I got my eye on a couple of them. So you actually did give it back to her? I did. Wow. I did. She was actually, she got back into coaching. She was coaching at Vanderbilt as an assistant mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. And I saw her at Boo Williams, one of the, one of the biggest uh, recruiting um, events. And I just, and I, I said, I, I have to, I have to, I didn't want to mail it back. I didn't want to, I wanted to personally mm. give it back to her. So we, you know, I took a picture um, with her and that giving it back to her. And then we never really talked about who mm. um, in the, in the years after that. And then I was doing a, a diary last, last year. Um, and that conversation came up and then I was like, I should give them to all of the black coaches. Cause it was, it was a conversation about, you know, where are the black coaches Do black coaches get an opportunity to coach. And, um, yeah. and I just got the idea of like, let me give it to all of the division one black head coaches. And, and, and some it's comprised of both men and women, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, that tangible thing. And I didn't know it was going to turn into them you know, uh, videotaping and putting it out on social media. And it's, it's cool because it, it comes from a place of, for me, a, a place of wanting to help because somebody helped me mm-hmm. um, in one of the, the best accomplishments um, in my life. I wanted to win a national championship and I wanted to be a gold medalist. Those are the only two things growing up in the projects in North Philly that I saw women playing. Like I never saw him playing in anything else besides the Olympics and the, and the final four and the national championship. So I know if how I felt about that and how I felt about Carolyn giving me a piece of that net, I know it could be mm. um, something that could be beneficial to, you know, so many other coaches out there that are fighting the fight that, that we mm. fight every day. Do you know how many pieces of the net you ended up giving out? It was it was over seventy. Wow! No way! Yeah, over seventy. Uh, men and women, or just women, fe- just female coaches. Um, no, men and women. If you were oh, if wow. you're a Division One basketball coach, black basketball coach, um, you got one. Well, it'll be amazing to see how many pieces of those nets you get back. Yeah, or I no, was they thinking, pay it forward. Yeah, exactly. Forward. They're gonna pay it uh, forward. Okay. I got mine yeah. already. Yeah, I was thinking that then they're going to pay it forward. And they're going to pay it forward, yes. Yeah, that's the really cool thing. And then they're going to inspire another person. That nylon's going to continue on. (laughs) That's so awesome. That's awesome. so good. Um, And congrats, we should say. I I know math is not my strong suit, but congrats on another Olympic gold medal. And by my count, you had three as a player. We did the same Olympics, 96, 2000, 2004. Then you had two as an assistant and then another one as a head coach. So you, you've, you've had six of the seven Olympic gold medals for USA Women's Basketball. Oh, damn. Super cool. Um, ah. And then, but, but I, I got to give it to Sue and Diana were part of five of them. So, right. Uh, like, come on now. Like, right? if you got players like that, makes your job easier. What you got? Let me see what kind of dog you have. I know. Swaggy she, wants in she real wants bad. In, she wants in, a, you know, she's a rescue doodle. 
What's up? <laughs> What's up? My boy is here Swaggy. too. Swaggy, my where boy. are you, champ? Come on, champ. Come here, my boy. Swaggy, champ is lounging. You know what she sees? This is what's killing me. She sees, uh, she's so smart or she smells it. Hold on. That's what I had to do before. She smells this damn squeaky toy, which is what we use for the game. <laughs> and she wants it. That's what you're barking at. You're a pain in my booty. That's what you are. You're a pain. It is, uh, this is my type of podcast because everything <laughs> comes to a complete stop when you're, when you're a furberry mo baby mom. I know. Everything. This is cool. I literally Coach. I had to take the mic with me to get rid of the squeaky toy earlier. I was like, oh, this dog. Ever since we've gone to Zoom, Swaggy has become a co-host of Laughter Permitted. Just wait until we start the game in, in, in a little while uh, here. That's my when it really ramps up. That's what she was barking at. Yeah, I know. Sue and Diana at five just blows my mind as well. Mm. I mean, how, how do you do that? Seriously, right? how, do, how do you, how do you, I know how you do it. It's here mentally. Yeah. yeah. Mentally. Yeah. Mentally. It, it, I mean, physically, you know, they're tired. They go through a lot of, uh, have gone through a lot of aches and pains, but the, the mental part of it is the, is the thing that separates the best and the goats. Yeah. Well, not, I, not the good, not the good to the great, the <laughs> best to the goat status. Yeah. What is goat mentality? What is it? Mm-hmm. What do you see in them that just separates them? Um, they're, they're, I mean, one, I don't know of any goats that aren't smart, like really high IQ. Mm -hmm. When you're able to make life changes to create longevity to, to playing, like I, I do think Sue and Diana decided probably third, four Olympics between the third and four Olympics. And I could be wrong that they were going to go for five mm. and it probably happened maybe sooner than that. And then Diana decides to go straight vegan. And, and then Sue decided to, you know, Sue decided to get with nutritionist and figure out what works, what, what foods work for her. Yeah. And her career. So when you're able to and stay disciplined to it, you know how hard it is to be on the road and, you know, having to eat a certain type of food and, yeah. and if they don't have it, you know, to, to, to find substitutes and not just yeah, go get yeah. the greasy burger. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. That's commitment. So go, you know, it's commitment is discipline. You know, it's, it's mental toughness. Um, it's surrounding yourself with people who are only going to help you. Only going to help you. Mm -hmm. Like only help you. And that's, and you have to be selfish about that because there are some people that come in your life that they're not helping you. They're pulling. They're pulling you away from the very thing that you're trying to accomplish. That doesn't happen in, in GOAT mentality. It doesn't. And shoot, our age, Dawn, it, there was no vegans. There was no plant-based diets. An Impossible Burger, we would have been like, what the hell is that? Come on. <laughs> there, right? would no, there would have been no transition. I, I ate Snickers. <laughs> I ate, you know, I ate, yeah. I mean, I was, a, I got a sweet tooth that I've had for all my life and that's yeah. got me through. I have no idea what you're talking about. Games. I have no sweet tooth. I don't like anything doughy or stodgy. Really? <laughs> no. Oh. I love every donut I can get my hands on, Don. 
<laughs> I did hear Tarasi, uh, and I don't know if she was joking, but she's like, her last interview, she's like, see in Paris. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, she's and, got and you, another in her. And you haven't heard from her since, so it's a high po possibility. Right? You never know. Um, all right. Our last three segments are very intense because I need to get my competitive juices out. The first one is the Lynn game. Lynn, please explain the game to Dawn. Coach, do you have a noisemaker handy? Hold on. I was, I was supposed to get that. Champ oh, no, squeaky toy. Champ is here. So, all right, Swag, you got I got two. plenty. I'm going to have one. You've got two. I got one. I'm taking the green one. You're going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. Taking the green one. You have the orange Green one. machine okay. squeaky toy. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I'm a dog it's mom. A, I got toys all over the place. It's a, it's a squeak off. What's your squeak sound? Ooh. Okay. Mine's Julie? a little higher. Champ has that one, too. Oh, he does. Okay, okay, this is when Swaggy goes crazy. Oh, this okay. is fantastic. Squeaky toy versus squeaky toy. Coach, you are about to go head-to-head -head with Julie in a trivia game. There will be three questions, best of three wins. All of them are multiple choice. In honor of the fact that there are so many gold medals on this podcast, the theme is Golden Girls. Aww. And Good one. All of the questions are about the 80s TV show, The Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, God. I'm screwed. <laughs> Question one. And then, Coach, you can squeak in at any point where you think you know the answer. All right. I got you. All right. Question one. What was the name of Betty White's character? Was it A, Rose, B, Lily, or C, Fern? <laughs> Julie. A, Rose. Correct. Ah! I knew that. Ah! Ah! I knew that. Bring on the next question. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Coach. Question two. Where did the Golden Girls live? Coach. Do you want to wait for the multiple? I do. But I'm first. <laughs> I'm first. <laughs> I will allow I that. Squeaked, but I, I will allow it. that. Was it A, Palm Springs, California, B, Boca Raton, Florida, or C, Miami, Florida? God. My, what, what came to mind was, was California, so I'm going to go with A. Incorrect. But, but, but B was my second choice. <laughs> B, I choose B. I choose B. Incorrect. Oh, we're going to shoot. question three. Oh, darn. They okay. were in Miami, Florida. Okay. Really? Shoot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> question on, three. Sorry. How many golden girls were there? Oh. Were there A, three, B, four, or C, five? <laughs> Coach. Three. Incorrect. <sighs> Julie could for the win. Four. There were four. Blanche, ah, ah, Rose, ah, Lily, and who else? You even know the um, names. Blanche. What? Sophia, Dorothy, and Sophia. Rose. Darn. Sophia. 
to Sophia. Oh, come on. You've got six out of seven Olympic gold medals. I needed a little. I know. I saw it. Oh, for three. And oh, for three. Woo. That's All right. It. Most pressing questions. Huh? We kept it to best of three because we know that you're, you got places to go, people to see. Normally it's best of five. Next time we'll play, it, it will be best of five. Okay. All right. And I'll make the theme about dogs. That clearly would be a good theme for yep, the yep, two yep. of you. I think I so would that means you, ha you have to come back. Yeah. I'll come back. Definitely. All right. Seriously. Definitely. Thank Love you. it. Most pressing questions. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? You can only choose one. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, she, as she holds up her Starbucks cup and chugs it, the last bit of it. And it's Starbucks. And That's it's, a venti. Yeah, it's a venti size too. <laughs> and then what what's your drink of choice? Well, right now I'm I'm drinking skinny um vanilla latte. Yeah, that's a good one. I do skinny caramel ma macchiatos. Well, I don't know why I, I chose to go that route. Cause I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a macchiato girl. Oh, you are. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you you're mixing it up this morning. Right. Someone else brought you that, I bet. <laughs> do we even have that? Yeah. Does someone was that part of the new contract? I want a venti skinny macchiato every morning on the desk. Stat. No, no. Stat. Like the devil wears Prada. I'm, I'm actually the star. I, I, I make the Starbucks runs. Yeah. I know. Really? Style. I do. I can see that. How many, up to how many drinks will you get on a run? Uh, our coaching staff. That's nice. That's yeah. so cool. Okay. Can we talk about Champ's Twitter and Instagram account, please? Yes, of course. How does I he actually run thought it? this podcast was going to be about Champ. Yeah, I know. That's why I said yes. <laughs> how, how, how does he run his own account so efficiently? It's really impressive. Well, you know, Champ, Champ is one that his name, he's a champ. So he's a champion of all things. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And where does his ba name barely come? Easy. What's the de derivative of his name? Can you tell that story? Yeah. Well, 2017, we won a national championship. And... Voila. It's <laughs> champ. I do love that he has no followers. I mean, sorry. He has a lot of followers, but he follows no one. No one. <laughs> no one. You know where we get that from? Who? I know. I actually know. Who? I think I know. Who? Oprah. No. That, Oprah <laughs> doesn't follow anybody? I'm almost positive. I don't think Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce and Oprah don't follow anyone. Let uh, me see. Oprah I'm have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, uh, I can see Oprah see. not Oprah follow. doesn't follow anyone? Check it. Check let it. Me, let me, uh, we fact checking on this on this podcast right here. Come on. <laughs> Real time. Check it. Beyonce has no... Two fo she's following two people. Oh. Okay. Who does she follow is the question. I say... Oprah uh, Daily and Oprah's Book Club. Ah, of course. <laughs> Back in the day, there was a point where she she followed no one. I'm almost positive. Oh, that's good. Let me see. Beyonce. Where you at, B? Let's see. Yeah. Zero. 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 Beyonce and Champ. You have a connection to Oprah, so can you ask her if she had zero, zero followers at one point? I have a connection. 
Aren't you BFFs? Don't you have a baseball sign by Oprah? I do. I do. My um, Actually, I had to go through Stedman. So my sister-in-law works for, uh, you know, she works for um, re-entry in the penal, I mean, the penal um, system. And Stedman is, uh, is uh, that, that's, his, uh, that's his profession. Mm -hmm. So he helps, he helps prisoners wow. re-enter into the society. So I was just like, can you please? It took a while though. Took a while to get it. I have, I need Beyonce's. Y'all know any, anybody? Well, let me talk to her. I'll, I'll get All back right. to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll DM her. Oh, wait, she doesn't follow me. Uh, okay, if, if, if this is, I, mean, I know it's early, but if you guys have a successful season like 2017, is there another dog in the works or do we double name Champ? Ooh, I never thought about double naming him. I, uh -huh. I did think about getting a another another one. Oh, you know, really? You know what I would name him? What? Natty. Oh. This, didn't this yeah. sound good? Natty Champ, get over here. Yep. Get over here. Come here, Natty Champ. <laughs> yeah. Or only. <laughs> only only <right>? champs. <laughs> only champions at this place. <laughs> Oh, that's good. All right, our last segment, Dawn. High, low, cheer. This is something I do around the dinner table with my kids. I typically ask them their high of the day, their low of the day, and someone they cheer for to talk about gratitude for others. But this is going to be the high of your career, the low of your career, and someone who's helped you along the way is your cheer. Start with your high, please. My, my high. God. Um... My high, I, I would say Hall of Fame. Naismith mm. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, my you want my low now? Mm-hmm. My low. My 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 low is when when I when I lose a kid to uh like if they transfer. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a low for me because I, I feel like I I even though it may be everything on them as far as making the decision to leave. Um, I didn't. I felt. I feel like I. I didn't fulfill um, their happiness. Right. So that's a, that's a low for me. Mm -hmm. And then who's helped me along the way? On cue, that's my boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard that. Um, man. Probably haters. <laughs> oh, interesting. We haven't had that one before. I yeah, like that. Probably, I'll probably just Thank you haters. to the yes. haters. Yes. Hmm. You know, I, I, I walk, I'm, I'm, I have a chip on my shoulder. Like I carry it. It is, mm. it, it helps me just stay grounded. It helps, it fuels me. Um, and it, it helps with not being, getting complacent. Mm. So where does it come from? I mean, I mean, I, I grew up in the poverty-stricken um, household, neighborhood, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm driven to not ever go back to that. Mm -hmm. And not mm -hmm. to say that it was a bad life, because it wasn't a bad life. Right. It was filled with so many, like, it, it, principles grounded. Like, my mother, you know, had to clean houses for other people. Uh, my dad was a construction worker. So 
um, they wouldn't have been able to pay for colleges if I didn't get a scholarship. So it it <clears throat> it's my foundation, which I'm proud of. Um, but I also know what what seeing the world does for one, like mm -hmm. seeing the world, meeting different people, um, that it enhances your life because you you learn. Like it's an incredible life experience when you're able to to go to different places that that you could I couldn't imagine. Like my you know my imagination probably was so small because I didn't see, I didn't even see other things. Like I didn't, I didn't know what was out there to, to, to imagine for besides sports now, like you got the NBA, you got, you got that. You can imagine that part of it, but you know, to, I've been around the world. I've been on several continents yeah. and continents that I didn't even think about. Only saw in books. <laughs> right. Didn't know about baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but because of that, I learned different cultures. I learned different, you know, people, I learned how to navigate through this life, understanding people. And when you understand mm -hmm. people, um, you're, you, you create an edge. Like if I know what you like, if I know where you come from, you know, I can, you know, I can, I can cater to your, you know, your thoughts and your needs and people want to feel good. And I'm, I can make people feel good because of the experiences that I've, that I've had and, and what basketball has created for me. Coach, who wouldn't want to play for you? <laughs> yeah. And, and it just, all of that reminds me of sports is such a gift. As are you, Coach Staley. I'm so happy coaching found you, even though you weren't seeking it out. Because <laughs> you're going to keep on giving, giving that net, giving that hope, giving those Got dreams. To. Got to. Don effing Staley. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. She's a badass. She is. She is. Yeah. It, and this episode put me at a real crossroads. Really? Why is that? Because I said that I wanted to play for Adia Barnes at Arizona. Mm. <laughs> but then there's Coach Staley at South Carolina. <laughs> it's a real pickle. It's a pickle. It's a pickle. All right. If you had to choose one, would you rather mm. Adia Barnes or Coach Staley? I think I need to hear the recruiting pitches. <laughs> you need to write your goals down. <laughs> right. It depends on if I want to play professionally. That was interesting, too, that she, yeah. that uh, Coach Staley, she wants to coach pros. Yeah. So much from this episode. And, you know, before we dive into takeaways... I want to give you a cheer. Me? You, oh, yeah. Yay, what? You were a champ with this episode because you recorded it on about maybe three hours of sleep. Oh, Where you had right. called a US Women's National Team game for ESPN. They were playing in Australia. So because of the time difference, you called this game at, was it one in the morning, mm -hmm. your time? Mm -hmm. So by the time you finished... You got a few, few Z's, and then you were up and ready to do this interview. So I just wanted to give you a cheer for that. Aww. Yeah, back to my college days, making the turn. Few Z's, <laughs> ready to roll. Uh, okay, what about your takeaway? Lynn, what, what is yours? 
out of all of this, I'm going to, I'm going to pinpoint one thing, which is that I think it's incredibly telling that coach Staley is the one who gets the Starbucks orders for her coaches. Yeah, for sure. No, su- a lot. no surprise there. I think I said that in the mm. episode. I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before we move on to your takeaway, I did do some fact checking because as you know, I like to be accurate mm-hmm. with, with what I say. There was a real-time fact check by Coach Staley in this episode. Afterwards, I did some GTSing. Mm-hmm. You Googled that shit? Mm-hmm. I did. And this is with regard to Oprah and her Instagram followers. I found a Forbes magazine article from 2018 <laughs> that said Oprah did not follow anyone on Instagram. <laughs> so you went back... To verify that that has happened in the last three years. I was, I, part of it was just to make sure I, you know, I. You weren't losing your mind. Yeah, it's, yeah, my safety measure. <laughs> and the article also mentioned how Beyonce was someone else who did not follow anyone on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and just, just one more thing before we get to your takeaway. <laughs> Um, this, cause this episode just had so many, just so many great moments. And we talked once again about goats and we're learning what it takes. And, and based on hearing what goats like a Diana, Diana Taurasi or Sue Bird have done to reach that status, I have a question for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. which we are is, full of questions today. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what animal best describes you <laughs> during your playing days <laughs> definitely not the goat is what you mean right what animal not named a goat definitely describes you that's how you wanted to ask that what uh, what no, you know you weren't a goat you were a goat in your own I right was a, that's your i was a llama is what i was <laughs> I feel like that's in the family of goats. <laughs> Don't you think? And just kind of hanging what? out, you know, munching. Llamas are cool. They're herders. They gather people together. Oh. I'm a herder. They're very social animals. This is all things I've heard from my kids. For sure, I was a llama. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed by your llama knowledge off the top of your dome there. Not a, not lame, lama, llama. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And now on to your takeaway, my friend. Oh, my takeaway. Gosh. Um, I, the thing that kept coming back to me as we were talking with Coach is that she doesn't do anything half-assed <laughs> at all. I mean, Dawn is all in, whether it's playing mm. with all the boys in the projects where she grew up and realizing, hey, to get in this game, I just need to bring a ball and I'm all in. Or um, whether it's, fighting for other women in regards to equal pay or if it's winning almost every damn Olympic gold medal out there as a player and a coach or if it's inspiring the next generation of of uh, mm. of coaches or 
even teaching young women to set goals and go after them. So on and on, you could go on, but she is all in. And for that, I just have so much respect and admiration mm. because it's brave, mm-hmm. super brave. Why do you say brave? Because sometimes the easier path is not to be all in because it's risking, right? It's risking when you, mm. you ask for equal pay, as she was talking about. I mean, she could have, as she said, I could have gotten a really good number, but it wasn't equal. And the whole point mm. that I'm trying to set for the next generation for other women and other sports and other areas is that this matters. And so I'm going to keep going. So those kind of things, like she doesn't do anything half-assed. I love that about her. Very yeah. committed. Mm. Dare I say a goat? Dope. That villager's dope. Goat. Oh, you said goat? <laughs> I thought you said dope. She's a dope that too. goat. She's a dope goat. Loves it. Are you ready for a question? Questions permitted? Our dope goat village. Yes. This one is from a longtime member of the dope village, Shannon Noble. Shout out to Mm. Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. What is your favorite place you've gotten to travel to for work and the best thing you ate while there? Oh, gosh. Best place I got to travel to for work. Oh, I have so many. It's hard to pick one. Oh, Greece was really nice. The Greece Olympics. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, France last year. I don't want to be bragging, but I've had a lot of really good work trips. Uh, I would say I, I I'm gonna go with Greece because okay. There was a point. This was the 2004 Olympics. This is one of my favorite memories with the national team, where literally, true story, we all got these inflatable rafts, or maybe they came with the hotel. We were staying on the Mediterranean. And, and I forget what which island we were on, but we were floating on the water, all of us with us connected. And we had just yeah. played our first game and won it. And we needed to win or there was some sequence we needed to do to get back to that spot. And it would require us winning everything from there. So we all made a pact as we were floating on our rafts, like you know, winning the gold medal is not enough. You want to win so you could get back to floating on the Mediterranean as we are. Let's go. And <laughs> and we did. We ended up winning uh, that Olympic gold medal, thankfully. Um, but I have the best memory. I don't recall what my favorite mm. food was, but I do recall that I had a favorite raft there. <laughs> Wait, explain this. So what was it that you had to get back to the Mediterranean? How did that work? Yeah, because the games were all over the place for soccer. So to get back to that location, we had to win our group or we had to win whatever to get back there. And okay. So, and so that was our inspiration, not the, the medal. It was just to get back floating on the water. So if you won your group, yeah. that was going yeah. to get you back to the lazy river. Yeah. No, it was no lazy river. It was an ocean. It was gorgeous. It was a oh, sea. We wow. were in the sea. We were in the Mediterranean. It was gorgeous. Greece is something. That's going to be my next big trip with the kitties, I think. Oh, all right. Well, you know, I have my passport. so <laughs> We'll travel. I'll give mine quickly. Uh, Aspen. Mm. And that's, in fact, the, the city where we met. I remember that. But I had been there previously 
working winter X games and it's just, it's gorgeous. And for me, I know what the food is. There's a great little spot called Big Wrap that has wraps, smoothies, tacos, and a good friend of mine, Kevin Rakowski, introduced it to me uh, during my first Winter X Games way back in the day. Mm. So highly recommend Big Wrap if ever you're rolling through Aspen. Yeah, hopefully Big Wrap's around post-COVID. I bet it is. Yeah. I Googled it earlier, and it looks like <laughs> of it is. course I could you actually did. Do. Let's, GTS let's, that. Course. Let's do a quick follow up. Come on, Capital J uh, journalist Lynn. We don't want to get this wrong. It appears to be open. Yes, they survived. Woo! And with that, a heartfelt thank you to the Dope Goat Village for sharing your time with us. We. Do not take it for granted, even for one second. So thanks for spending some time with us on all these episodes. And we also appreciate the support, as always, that we receive from our sponsors, Ally and Dick's Sporting Goods. And a shout out to Kate Diaz for our theme music. And as always, kids, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. I'm a macchiato girl. Hey there, Dope Village. I have two awesome ESPN podcasts to tell you about. The first is the Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny, which brings you the latest news and trends in and around the NFL. Join Mina and guests such as NFL analyst Dominique Foxworth, fantasy-focused football host Field Yates, and ESPN Radio's Mike Golick Jr. If you like X's and O's, analytics, and lots of dog talk, Lenny is a dog, by the way, then give the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny a listen wherever you get your podcasts. And now that the NHL season is in full swing, be sure to check out the podcast In the Crease with Linda Cohn and Emily Kaplan. You can also stream your favorite team's games on ESPN Plus from the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning to the brand new Seattle Kraken. Subscribe to ESPN Plus so you don't miss a goal.